In just moments, 25 complete strangers from across America will move into this house with one goal in mind, to be the last coach standing and win the national title grand prize. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry. It's almost fall, America, and that can only mean one thing. It's time for Coach's Big Brother. This season promises to be the most twisted fall ever. We have a realignment game twist that's sure to send the house guests scrambling like never before. But first, let's meet this year's contestants. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law. 405-659-7221 or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Oh, I like it. All right. I see what you're doing there. A little big brother feel to the countdown this year, uh, which means... I told uh, you yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that hated that. They're like, oh. There's going to be a lot of work for you over the next... Uh, <laughs> That's right. We're going to vote some people out. Uh, but so first... team that gets a... But first, so in this scenario, you are playing the role of Julie Chin Moonves. That's right. right? That's right. Are you going to have some encouraging saying for us at the end of each day's uh, and remember, team reveal? The sun always shines in your face when you look at the sun. <laughs> Please. You could if at the end of talking about whatever team we have each day, you could just give us some uh, encouraging, <laughs> uplifting saying. I'll try to. I'll try to come up with something. You, sometimes you can tell like they're running out of time. They really don't have time for it, but she crams it in real fast anyway. You know. <laughs> don't forget, days are like lollipops. All right. All right. Thank you, Julie. All right, so here we go, Teach. Here we go. Five straight weeks of telling you about the contenders, or at least the teams we want you to know about in college football. One team each day, counting you down to number one. Again, we stress this, folks. It's important you know this up front. We consider this the most irrelevant, inconsequential top 25 in all of college football. TJ, you can confirm this year in and year out. We are more wrong than any other poll, correct? It is important to know Absolutely. up front, folks. That's been scientifically proven. We do proven. not take ourselves seriously whatsoever. Uh, this is an educational fact-finding mission, all right? So don't get too upset. Don't get too angry. If some teams are ranked higher than you think or lower than you think they should be or whatever, who cares? It's a radio show top 25 run by two knuckleheads that are quickly approaching 50. <laughs> What's our age have to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. I just threw that in there. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. T today, team number 25, the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... It's a fight song we get to hear in person this year. Team number 25, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, TJ. And with that, cue the first eye roll of the countdown this year. I'm pretty sure when I texted TJ over the week in Nebraska, I could hear the eye roll coming through the uh, Twitter machine, <laughs> the text machine. I mean, uh, come on, Teej. It was a 23-16 to game on Owen Field last year. You yourself have said this game's a little bit scary, right? 
can Nebraska be. Yeah, in be. Lincoln, maybe? A little frightening. Uh, let's at least learn a little more about Nebraska. Whether they deserve to be in the top 25 or no is a bit of a stretch, perhaps, because they only went 3-9 and nine last year. The worst season since 1957. Amazingly, Scott Frost hung on to his job, but he was forced to not only give up play-calling duties, but also hire an entirely new offensive staff. Mark Whipple comes in to run the offense. He comes from Pitt, where they had a very good year last year. Whipple also will be the uh, quarterback's coach. The thing about their 3-9 and nine record last year, though, is that just like in the OU game, every one of their losses was by a single score. They were right there in, uh, well, eight of their nine losses, excuse me, were by a single score. And the ninth was against Ohio State, which they lost to by nine. They were right there in every game. They just could not get over the hump in the end. Obviously, the biggest move for them is at quarterback. Adrian Martinez now plays for Kansas State, and Nebraska brings in Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson, who was at Texas last year, who lit up the Sooners last year in the Cotton Bowl, is now the quarterback for Nebraska. Their other big uh, transfer portal pickup was on the defensive side of the ball. TCU's O'Shawn Mathis, great pass rusher. We'll talk defense here in a second. But Casey Thompson will be the quarterback. They have an experienced offensive line returning, except for the center. They lost lost Cam Jurgens at center, but uh, experience other than that. Donovan Rayola, by the way, there's a familiar name for you. He's the new O-line coach now at Nebraska. Omar Manning had a nice game, wide receiver against OU last year. He's back this year. Fortunately, Austin Allen, the giant tight end, uh, that ate the Sooners up, went to the NFL. But their other big tight end pass catcher, Travis Vokalek, is back. Uh, so they've got a couple of stars there, not real deep, but Omar Manning, very good wide receiver. Vokalek, very good tight end. Defensively, and offensively, by the way, statistically, they were very good last year. They outrushed, outpassed, and outscored their opponents uh, in total offense, but they just couldn't beat them on the uh, on the uh, final scoreboard. Defensively, uh, they got they lost a ton, and they were not very good last year at all. This is, I think, if you are an OU fan, listen up here, because I think that um, uh, Dylan Gabriel. And the Sooner offense has a chance to have a heyday when they face the Huskers. Uh, they do have four of their top tacklers back from last year, but they got ravaged on the defensive side of the ball. Best players back, inside linebackers Luke Reimer and Nick Heinrich. Outside linebacker Garrett Nelson, cornerback Quentin Newsom. That's the good news. But they got to replace almost their entire front seven. The defensive line is going to be a bunch of new guys up front, other than O'Shawn Mathis, who's a new guy but has a ton of experience. And the defensive backfield has to replace uh, a ton as well from a defense that was 99th in the country 
last season. Not a very good defense for Nebraska last season. But, again, new season, high hopes. Here's the thing about Nebraska, uh, other than new offensive coaching staff, new quarterback, and O'Shawn Mathis to help him out on the defensive side of the ball. They got a lot of help in the schedule this season, the Big Ten schedule. Ohio State and Michigan State rotate off the schedule. Indiana and Rutgers rotate on. Thank you very much if you are a Nebraska fan. They could very well, TJ, be 3-0 going into that OU game. Interesting opener, week zero. Here's one that all Sooner fans are going to want to watch on week zero when the Sooners are not yet playing. Right out of the box, Nebraska and Northwestern will be playing in Dublin, Ireland. It's an 11.30 a.m. Fox game on August 27th. Yeah. I think Notre Dame's played over there in Ireland before. Nebraska and Northwestern, that's a Big Ten game, first game of the season in Dublin, Ireland. Winnable game, losable game. We'll see how that goes. That could be a big table setter for their season. After that, they come home for what should be a couple of layups against North Dakota and Georgia Southern. Not North Dakota State, North Dakota and Georgia Southern. And then they get the Sooners. So that OU-Nebraska game in Lincoln on September 17th will be game three for OU. It'll be game four for Nebraska. After that, I mean, listen to the schedule. They've already got two, maybe three wins. I'm not giving them the OU game. I'm saying that Northwestern game they could win. After that, they've got Indiana at home, at Rutgers, at Purdue, Illinois at home, Minnesota at home. Not exactly brutal. The tough stretch of their schedule is their final three games. At Michigan, Wisconsin, and at Iowa. Their schedule's very backloaded. Now, I'm not here to tell you Nebraska's going to win the Big Ten or make a run at a college football playoff or anything like that. Mostly Nebraska is in this spot in the countdown because OU plays them this year, and we want to learn more about the team they're going to play. But, TJ, they were close last year. They played a lot of close games. They have Casey Thompson, who could be an improvement at quarterback. They've got a very nice pickup in O'Shawn Mathis. The schedule takes a turn for them to the easier this year. It's either Scott Frost's final year or they've posted a winning record and are going to a bowl game. I mean, he's got to do that to keep his job, I think. What do you think? Nebraska at 25, too high, too low, or just right? Just right, and and you said a lot no, of what I would say. One, the schedule is what jumps out at you. They've got a situation where they were so close last year. If they can just turn the corner, figure out how to finish off some of these games, because a lot of those games last year, too, it's like, man, they're going to win this game, and then they would let it let it go in the last four or five minutes of the game. They've got a schedule where you see, man, there's eight wins there that you say they should have those games, and then we'll see what happens in those tougher games those last three weeks of the year. But you're right. It's either you figure that out or it's his last year. And I'm holding on to the hope of my prediction that this was the right hire and being high on Scott Frost a few years back that he turns it around. Casey Thompson is where a lot of it hinges on. And Casey Thompson has shown flashes of being 
a really good quarterback in college football, and he's shown a lot of flashes of this guy uh, is not going to get it done. So can Casey Thompson turn that corner, and can he turn it with Nebraska? We'll see. So, But you look at their schedule and how things set up for him, he's got a season where he could end up in the top 25 at the end if he just finishes how to get his team to finish games. And he's got eight wins sitting there that I say, well, you're sitting at eight wins. That's typically where you're at, you know, at the end of the year, 24, 25. And if you can get that ninth, you're definitely probably in the top 25 if you're Nebraska. So schedule yeah. falls right for them. And I think you're, I think you've got them just right. And it's a, it's obviously right. a huge year for like a lot of people with that program. So they need to win that opener. Well, oh, absolutely. Be, if they absolutely. Could, if they could beat Northwestern uh, in Ireland, really good chance that you've got a three and O Nebraska and a two and O Oklahoma meeting. Yes. On September seventeenth in Lincoln, and that would be a lot of fun. Former coworker, our good friend Jessica Cootie, going to join us at eight oh five this morning. Now a part of the uh, Nebraska broadcast crew. We will chat with uh, Jessica more about Nebraska coming up at 8.05 this morning. Nebraska at number 25. We'll be back. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show on a Monday. July 25, the countdown starts today. Brought to you by the Carter Jennings Law Firm. Nebraska at number 25. And we welcome in now friend of the show, former co-worker, now full-blooded Husker, Jessica Cootie. Jess, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Kiro. I missed that open. I hadn't heard it in a while. Oh, you know, you didn't. Oh, you were on to bigger and better things up there in Nebraska. <laughs> you don't miss anything about us down here in Oklahoma. I'm going to have that same song stuck in my head all day today. How uh, would, Now, give us, like, what are you doing up there now? Give us the rundown of the Jessica Cootie resume in Nebraska. Well, it's kind of a little bit what I did at Oklahoma, a little bit of everything, but I am doing radio, so I co-host a two-hour show every night from 6 to 8, and actually moving into the sideline role this year, so I'll be in the crisp playing of Nebraska football this year, so I'll be on the sideline, and um, I launched the podcast, a podcast up here, which is going over really well, fans are Absolutely. As you guys know, I mean, they, they are all in and they're passionate. And so it's awesome that they, they uh, listen to what I'm putting out there. So it's been fun. And then I do, you know, some TV and some on-camera stuff and digital for Husker.com and all of the social media platforms. And you know me, I'm not getting away from doing feature stories. So I'm still getting to do some of that as well. Now, be careful when uh, we come up there this year. Chris Plank's a nice guy and everything, but he takes that coin toss at midfield very seriously, and he will try to <laughs> oh, box you out. I'll, I'll get ready he will try to box elbow, you out. You know? <laughs> That's right, exactly. Uh, that's exciting. Now, do you get to go to Ireland for the opener? I am, yep. So Holy we'll be out cow. There. Yeah, so I actually went out there for a PR trip because, you know, they're, they want people to go out there and sell and, hey, come to Ireland, this is what you can do, and not just come for the game, but – Ireland was hit pretty hard with COVID and their economy, so they are trying to get you know both teams to bring fans and not just go for the game, but pour back into that economy and, and explore Dublin and all of Ireland. So they flew us out there in November, and then so I was out there on a bye week. But yeah, we're going to fly out there on Monday with the team, and we'll be out there all week. So I'm excited. TJ, remind me 
when we have the Joe Castiglione <laughs> talk show to this year. Yes. Yeah, we, what do we got to do to get one of these Ireland games, Joe? That's awesome. All right, so, Jess, we're talking about Nebraska. Put them at 25 today. It's just a guess, you know. I mean, there's so much new. The new staff, the new quarterback, O'Shawn Mathis. Give me your, before we kind of boil this down a little bit, give me your big picture as to how good you think this football team is. Yeah, I mean, you said it. I mean, it's a, a big question mark and a lot of unknowns and a lot of new players. But I will say this. I only have last year and this year to compare it to. And this year does feel different. And there are some guys that are coming in that are expecting to win and help this team win and, and get to a, a bowl game that they haven't been to. And, and these seniors that have been around and been a part of this program have never been to a bowl game. And so, you know, they they it's a different vibe. They're coming together and they've got some guys that – are coming in from the outside in that have a chip on their shoulder that, you know, you mentioned O'Shawn Mathis and the way he's kind of come in and already been a, a massive leader and, and set the tone. And, um, you know, Casey Thompson, who another guy that Oklahoma guys, Oklahoma fans are very familiar with, coming in, Chubba Purdy. So there's actually some depth in the quarterback room and a competition that's going to happen for the first time in a while. So uh, a lot of unknowns, a lot of excitement, though. That's the thing. There's a lot of buzz because of all of how well Nebraska hit that portal. And then also the new coaches that were brought in, Mark Whipple from Pitt, one of the best offenses in the country a year ago, meshing that with what Scott Frost likes to do. Scott Frost kind of stepping in, stepping back into like a CEO-type role, but still going to see some some elements of what he likes to do offensively and uh, Mickey Joseph has just been a spark plug that has added to this entire program with recruiting with what he's done offensively so um and and what they brought in with the portal and I gotta tell you Brian Applewhite who also came from TCU he was a big reason why O'Shawn Mathis came to Nebraska he came from TCU a running back coach and he's been a great addition as well to, to the Nebraska coaching staff. So, yeah, a lot of new parts that we'll see how it all comes together. We start fall camp on Wednesday so since we're, we're playing that week zero game. So we'll, we'll find out in a hurry how well they've been coming together. But I talked to the strength and conditioning coach and nutritionist last week, and they said that you know you di- they didn't know how it was going to work because there were so many transfer guys and new faces. But surprisingly in the weight room, which is so important to setting up to what you do for fall camp, They've come together really well. And now you got to put it together on the field. But as far as what they've done this summer, they've done everything that they've needed to do and have come together and have been, you know, a close-knit, tight-knit group and have attacked the weight room how you need to attack it in a summer. You mentioned Whipple. Uh, Mark Whipple comes in from Pitt. Scott Frost uh, stays. Uh, he keeps his job, but he's going to step back as offensive coordinator. Kenny Pickett obviously was at Pitt last year, very much a pro-style offense there. Now you got Casey Thompson coming in, who's got some mobility to him, but also has a, a big arm. Is there a feel of like how the offense is going to look under Whipple? Is it going to have a different look to it? Do you think? Yeah, you know, Toby, you know, and you're around offensive minds at Oklahoma, and I know we don't talk about Lincoln Riley probably. I'm sure as much, but you know, you you get around these offensive minds and. Even when I was in Texas and working around Texas Tech and, and uh, Coach Leach, you know, you can tailor your offense to what you have is your strength, right? And so I think we don't know yet what uh, exactly what that offense will look like. It's not like he's taking – I know they are studying plays from Pitt, but it's not going to look exactly like Pitt's offense. I think Mark Cole is a, 
offensive has been around and done a long time is going to tailor the offense to what the strengths and weaknesses are. And I think he's probably they put a lot of that in, but there's also been some other additions and some guys that were not healthy in the spring that are now healthy. So I think we'll, we'll see uh, a lot more and, and probably honestly won't know exactly what that offense is going to look like even – now you got to come out. We got a big week one game against Northwestern, a conference game, and so they got to come out and, and win that game. But I don't know if we'll see all of the wrinkles and elements to this offense before Oklahoma and Nebraska hit the field on September seventeenth. Um, but you know, I, I know he's got a lot of weapons to work with, and uh, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Casey Thompson can move a little bit, so can Chubba Purdy, and so. Yeah, it's kind of a, a guessing game at this point. I do know that they will throw the football a lot more than, than what we saw Nebraska throw the football a year ago. There's a lot of wide receivers. I mean, again, another portal uh, guy in Trey Palmer that came from LSU, and then that was already a position group that had a lot of guys coming back. They've got had a couple other wide receivers that transferred in. I mean, that wide receiver room is loaded, and they're not coming to Nebraska if they're not going to catch football. They're not going to have the opportunity to have the thrown their way. So, yeah, I do think this gonna they're going to throw it a lot. But I, I think we'll see whatever fits this offense. But you know, we were uh, it was funny because Pitt co- head coach last week went on a, a rant about how Whipple didn't throw the run the ball enough. And so Greg Sharp, my co-host, and I we were talking about that on our show the other night. We got to diving into the stats, and it was actually. 50-50 running and throwing. So, you know, I think it'll be a, probably a pretty balanced offense, but as far as exactly what it looks like, I don't know if we'll know until four or five weeks into the season exactly kind of what what wrinkles and uh, all the bells and whistles it's going to establish. I uh, Trust me, I understand this is a tricky question for somebody who's who's on the crew like you are, so dance if you need to. But, like, what's the pressure cooker like on Scott Frost this year? Is there a feeling of what he's got to do to save his job? Like, do they have to go to a bowl game this year, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's well known, and I think he knows, and I think that's why he took a reworked contract and, you know, changed up some things on his contracts going into this year. And Trev Alberts, our AD, has done a fantastic job and, um, you know, hasn't skirted around that, you know, you you got to win. we got to find ways to win. And so, um, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think, Okay, you have to win this many games, or you know you're 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 gone because I think it's still a kind of a work in progress and getting in the staff and all of that. I don't necessarily think it's you know if you don't win six wins, you're gone. I, I think that's only Trev Alberts and he's going to see how the program progresses. But um, I, I it's absolutely the pressure is there to win, and I do. I think it's really really important that. Um, for this team and for this program to get back to a bowl game. I think that's at the very least where they have kind of set the bar. And, you know, as much as from the outside looking in, people might want to say, oh, he's on the hot seat. I don't I don't necessarily say he's on the hot seat right now. I think, you know, the pressure is there, absolutely. But I think they feel like it's going in the right direction and they're not going to make any decisions. Trev Albert's not going to make any decisions uh, without really thinking about, where this, you know, who else you could bring in, and and but he said over and over again how much he's liked the direction of where this program has gone since the end of last year, and the the coaches that have been brought in, and and the changes that 
Scott Frost has made to CEO role and um, the the assistant coaches that he's brought in to, to take over the offense and all of that kind of stuff. I think they like the direction it's going right now, but absolutely. I mean, bottom line, you got to win, and that's everybody has said that and understands that that's what needs to happen for this program. Last question. We'll let you go, Jess. Uh, last year when Nebraska came to town, it was a big deal. You know, it was uh, a lot of pomp and circumstance. We had a big banquet the night before, special clothes that were revealed. I mean, it was a big, big deal. Um, I know it's a ways away, but what's the anticipation like up there for Oklahoma coming to town? Oh, yeah. It's, um, it is massive. Everybody is so excited. Kind of the same thing because, you know, I was, I was in um, Oklahoma leading up the Nebraska game so I got a feel for how excited everybody was it's the same thing here and there's going to be a lot of stuff surrounding that game of the century game um you know, again for on this end and, and honoring the Nebraska players and Oklahoma I think there's going to be a banquet with both players I know that they're bringing in a bunch of former Oklahoma players much like what Oklahoma did a year ago yeah I mean hotels are already I think sold out I've had so many people ask me how to get tickets. This is exciting. I mean, Nebraska sells out every game, and it's a massive game every game. But, yeah, they're excited about having Oklahoma into Lincoln, back into Lincoln. It's it's just such a respected rivalry. And, you know, so many fans talk about how much they enjoyed the days that the, these two programs were dominant back in Big A, Big, Big 12. And so, yeah, it's it's a massive deal. There's going to be a lot going on, you know, big noon football or big noon kickoff has already announced that they're going to be here. And so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a massive deal and everybody is very, very excited. There's going to be a lot of um, cool stuff going on and man, the stadium is going to be absolutely rocking. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Jess, congratulations on all the great things that are happening for you. Good luck this year. Have fun over there in Ireland and, Sharpen up those elbows for your showdown with Chris Plank coming up hey, on uh, September 17th. You know I played some basketball. I know how to box out. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> You'll hold your own. That's right. So he expects to box me out. Thanks, Cootie. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a good one. There you go. Nebraska 25. TJ, they have not been to a bowl game since 2016 at Nebraska. A Ouch. bowl game. Ouch. Yeah, um, this is very simple for Scott Frost. Get to the bowl game, or you'll be yeah, looking for another job. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Eight seventeen. Countdown's underway. Big thanks to Carter Jennings and the Carter Jennings Law Firm for sponsoring the countdown again this year. Nebraska at twenty-five tomorrow. We unveil team number twenty-four. We'll be back.